Brian Flores took um, a different approach than many of us um, have seen before. Uh, very reminiscent of Roger Staubach. Yeah, so we can compare uh, a rookie QB to a toddler. So that's what why I have the Mavs winning in seven, and then Luca's just going to be Luca. Hayward's absence for this game will be significant, and I wouldn't be surprised if this game turns into a blowout as of late. The Golden Knights just can't pull it. I really think the Avalanche are determined this year. They made so many moves and grabbed so many guys that they have to win a championship or at least make the finals. They were on our, our championship and bust. Dallas has just been on a terror. I believe we can attribute that to Jason Robertson. Also, Jake Ottinger, who's really stepped in. Kaprizov and the rest of this crew. Jordan Greenway, who doesn't get enough props. Um, he definitely is somebody who needs to be mentioned more. Uh, I definitely think this is going to be a great series. and I'm interested to see um, how much uh, Kaprizov can impact the game as a rookie. Yeah, and as a Cowboys fan, I have learned how dangerously good Aaron Rodgers has been with he can just thread a pass. It's the Avalanche versus the Blues. I believe the Blues are starting to play some of their best hockey all year so they can push this to six games. If Lighter's there, I'm happy with Lighter because I, I think he fits into what you were saying about a much quicker thing. But if Lighter's not there, which is seeming so... I say Jordan Lawler at number two. The same self. Uh, the only year he won an MVP was the year he cheated, which really should uh, put something against uh, that MVP. But there will be a Rodgers playing for Green Bay, even though he may not be the quarterback. But uh, it's still unknown there. Austin is giving me the dead stare. So I guess don't mention Aaron Rodgers to him right now. A top three corner in the league in Jair Alexander and pairing him with a really fast corner. I should definitely assist in their ability to guard anybody in their division and anybody in the league. Hello, I am Ruby Ackerman, and you are listening to Outsider's Opinion with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NBA Opinions of the Week. I am joined by my co-host, Austin, who is um, ready. We are both ready for our um, for our NBA mock draft, so we'll... Just get right into it, Austin. I'll let you say the number one pick first. So it's the first pick in the NBA draft of 2022. I have Jabari Smith going to the Orlando Magic. I think we're both going to agree on this. He's really been the consistent number one, consistent number one pick I've seen on almost all mock drafts. And I really looked into him. And while I do think his inside scoring is something that uh, is not good, he struggles inside scoring. He struggles even some mid-range scoring. But his three-point scoring, his length on defense, and his ability to guard basically two through five, I think should really make him an enticing pick at number one. Yeah, I agree with you. I have him as number one as well. I agree with what you said. Defending is good. And to me, I think the Magic need a scorer. And I think Jabari Smith is a scorer. So, and he's, I think there's... A, it's a lot less likely that he like doesn't play well at all in the NBA. Um, but that's why I don't think they go with the guy who I have the Thunder selecting. That's Chet Holmgren. People love how tall he is, how he's a great rim protector. I look, I look at him and I'm just like, he is very skinny. So I'm not sure how he plays in the NBA, given just some of the like they can just push him down and get to the basket. But I think the Thunder would take a shot at Chet because if he works out, then he's great. Um, so he is 
my pick and they can afford to use this pick because if it doesn't work out, then they have like 60 other picks that they can use in the future. I went with Paolo Banchero for the uh, Thunder to take. I think he's the best player in the draft. And I think the Thunder also think that he has a lot of upside. He's a good post playmaker. He can shoot better than some people give him credit for. He's good on defense. He can, he's a good switch defender, uh, even though he probably can't guard a point guard spot. But I do think he'll help the growth of guys like Shea and, and Josh Giddy. So I think that he'll go number two to the Thunder. Number three to the Rockets. Now I have Chet. I don't really like how any of the top three pair with Alperun uh, Shingun, who I think it will be a, a good player moving forward for the Rockets. But I don't think they stoop down to Ivy here because the top three have really set themselves apart from everyone else. Yeah, so I went with Paulo here. I think he'll be a good center. And um, for all the reasons you said, uh, I think he will work out well. I do think he would probably be, if he's the best player in the draft, I could see that happening. I just don't think the Magic do it because I think they want a scorer and Jabari Smith fits that. So I have Paulo going to the Rockets at three, but now we can go to four. I debated trades um, for this uh, draft because I know the Kings have been shopping and they say we want to win now. But it was, I couldn't figure one out, so I just have them selecting Keegan Murray from Iowa. I think he will fit in well with them. And um, I didn't go draft a guard here because they traded away Halliburton, so I wouldn't. I don't understand why they would draft a guard. Um, and I think Murray at the four would help them. So I know you said that you didn't want to go through trades. I did. I had the Grizzlies trading up to take Ivy. I think the Grizzlies probably give up uh, – guys like Desmond Bain to move up. Jaden Ivey is really seen as this premier uh, playmaker, but like you said, they decided to keep Fox. They still have Davion Mitchell. The Kings have a lot of guards. This trade probably also includes Harrison Barnes and a lot of picks. So the last, the two first-round picks that the Grizzlies did have in this draft, I had both going to the Kings. So moving forward, those will be going to them. So I have the Grizzlies taking Jaden Ivey at four. Wow. That would be so Desmond Bain and like other picks. That other picks, trading. maybe guys like. Uh, let me just make sure this would work. I don't know. I, I don't think Dylan Brooks is expiring, but he could be. I'm checking right now. Okay. Wow. That's that would be shocking. I didn't see the Grizzlies. Yeah, he's not expiring. So yeah, I would say probably Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks going to the Kings with picks. And then a guy like Harrison Barnes, because he's expiring, and uh, the fourth pick for the Kings. I think that's probably how it would work out. I'd still have to work through the money and stuff like that, but I do think that that would – it probably includes some other players that are not that notable. But I, I okay. think the Grizzlies do trade up trying to get a premier scorer right next to Jaw, who struggled with health issues. That would be interesting. Um, but you do have a trade, um, so that would be quite a pairing of John Ivy. Yeah, so at number five, I have Keegan. No, I Benedict Matherin, my bad. Benedict Matherin going five to the Pistons. I think they want to go guard and pair someone next to Cade because Killian Hayes did not work out, and they obviously already have uh, some bigs like Isaiah Stewart and Jeremy Grant. Until they trade Jeremy Grant, I'm not willing to just say they're going to yet. 
because if they tr make it uh, uh, pick a guy like Benedict Matherin, it really works out. I could see them trying to keep Jeremy Grant. So I think they go guard here and pair someone right next to Cade that they think is going to work out. Uh, you and I are on the same wavelength for this one because I have Benedict Matherin going as well. So I don't think we have spent much time on that since we both agree. Um, I use the same reasons you as you. Now with number six, um, I think you could say I had him falling. Jaden Ivey goes to the Pacers. Um, I know they've been talking about trading Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I didn't trade him in this draft. Um, spoiler warning. So I, I think Ivy would be a great player that they can pair with Halliburton for the future. And they also have Turner. Um, so I think he's just a really nice young player and the best player on the board on my board right now for the Pacers. So at six, I went with Keegan Murray. I kind of spoiled it last time when I accidentally messed the who I was picking, but I think a good power forward to pick up after they traded away DeMontis Sabonis is the best move here. Keegan does struggle on defense, but he's a great shooter, and I think he's an underrated uh, passer and rebounder. Uh, he does have, I think, some potential to become a good defender. Some people will make it seem like he uh, didn't play all that well, but he did play on a bad defensive team in general, so it's hard to really carry your team at that point. For number seven, I went with A.J. Griffin. I think the Trailblazers tried to take a shooter here because they already have Anthony Simons who can shoot. They have Josh Hart. Uh, I do think they trade away Dame eventually. So they try to go young here and take A.J. Griffin, who despite his injury past when he was back in high school, I think he's really gotten over it. He has NBA size. He can shoot the ball very, very effectively. So I think they go with A.J. Griffin. Interesting. I have the Portland Trailblazers selecting Shaden Sharp, um, the guard from Kentucky that never played for Kentucky. I have him taking a huge swing on Sharp because if it works out, then they have a great player. But Sharp had an ankle injury in high school, and then he never played a college game. So that's really affected his stock. Like, where do you have him going? I have him going here at seven. I'm curious where you have him going. We'll find out sometime. Number eight. I have the Pelicans selecting Jeremy Sochan. I think he's a great defender at the four and gives him a lot of flexibility with Valanciunas at center. You could maybe move um, Williams if he plays to center. Um, so just good. They have a good defender in, um, well, I can't remember his name. Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Well, I was also thinking point guard. Like they're just adding defenders. Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado. And so you get Jeremy Sochan with this pick. I also went with Jeremy Sochan. That would create a scary young defense over there in New Orleans. They're getting back tonight on their They still have Brandon Ingram. They still have CJ. A lot of scores to pair with these great defenders. And I do think that team could be dangerous next year. At number nine, I have Jalen Duran. Probably going pretty high, but the, I think the Spurs are looking for defense. I do think they get rid of Jakob Pertl soon and probably trade him away for a guy that can actually make free throws. Jalen Duran has defensive upside, has offensive upside, can rebound the ball very well, and I do think the Spurs go with a guy like that. Okay, I have the Spurs going with Dyson Daniels, the guard from the G League Ignite. Um, I think they want a guard here. They did trade away Derek White um, to the Celtics, and I feel Daniels is a good defender, and it gives them time to just develop him. So that's my pick here. Now we'll go on to 10. Um, 10, I have the Wizards selecting Johnny Davis, the forward. I think Davis gives him a good forward, good defender, and um, they can 
he is a good guard, and I think they can also play him at the forward. So I, I'm curious what you think about this pick. I wouldn't do it because we have Kispert as a small forward. Rui basically plays small forward. Denny basically plays small forward, but he can also play point guard and others, and Rui can obviously play power forward, and Kispert could play shooting guard as well. But I think we have too many guys in that spot. So I went with Dyson Daniels, the point guard. I think Daniels is a great fit with the Wizards. Move Bradley Beal, when he gets healthy, back to shooting guard. I understand he uh, he declined his player option, but that's because he's pulling a John Wall. He wants as much money as possible. Everyone knew that he was going to decline his player option. People were asking me if I'm worried. I'm not. It, it, that he wants the most money possible. The Wizards are probably going to give him that max extension because we can afford it while no one else can because we have the bird rights. So I think that we take Dyson Daniels here so that we can move Bradley Beal back to shooting guard moving forward. Next is the 11th pick. I have Shaden Sharp going here to the Knicks. The Knicks have been intertwined a little bit with Jalen Brunson recently, but I do think this is where they get their guard of the future to pair next to R.J. Barrett. I like Shaden Sharp. He just, like you said, he's a risky pick because he didn't play in college. We don't know how he would have transferred over to that game or how he'll move over to the NBA game even. He's done some of the workouts I've seen, but... I don't think he goes definitely not top five because of how much he sat out, even though he may have been the first pick in the draft if he played the entire college season. So I think the Knicks uh, are not worried about his downside because he's all the way at 11. Okay, so this is my first trade. I have the Knicks trading with the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies select Ochai, uh, the guard from Kansas. Um, I know he's a little bit older, so that's why I think he fits into the Grizzlies plan. Like, they want to win right now, and Ochai would be a great contributor immediately, in my opinion. And so I have the Knicks sending over um, Kemba Walker and Cam Reddish, because I know they're trying to free up cap space for Jalen Brunson or maybe Kyrie Irving, because there's rumors now of Kyrie Irving possibly. And who would the Grizzlies send? Uh, the Grizzlies would send uh, the two picks. So this pick, or their next two picks in the first round. And any players? No. Because I was trying to get them. I'm not sure how it worked, but I was trying to get as much cap space as I could open for the Knicks. Okay. So I'm not sure. I just think there's a trade, but I'm not. I know there are rumors about Cam Reddish and Campbell Walker, then like even Evan Fournier, they're trying to get rid of just to clear up cap space. So then then the Grizzlies would select Ochai at number 11. And now we'll go to 12 where I have the Thunder selecting AJ Griffin. AJ Griffin, as you had him going higher than me, he does have some injury issues and that's why I think the Thunder kind of take a chance on him because if he doesn't get injured they're good and it's good pick for them and if it doesn't it's fine they got plenty of other picks that they can make use in the future so at number 12 i just undergoing mark williams pairing the center mark williams with the power forward palo that both went to duke with each other so i feel like that tandem in the paint would be deadly mark williams is a very underrated uh player in my opinion some people have him going like 15 through 18 but i think that he can get a shot he shoots well from free throw he can defend very effectively he has a long wingspan 
And I think he's probably the best fit here, especially if they do agree with me and take Paolo at number two. For 13, I have the Hornets taking Johnny Davis. He's a good rebounder for a guard slash forward. He's a wing player. He's a great rebounder, average eight rebounds per game. Uh, he has upside scoring-wise, upside defense, and the Hornets definitely need as much defense as possible. Yeah, so the Hornets, I have them selecting Mark Williams because I know center has been a problem for them, and I think Mark Williams would fit there. So I just am going to pick later than you, but um, I think it would be a good pick for the Hornets. Now with 14, I have the Cavaliers selecting Tari Eason. I believe Eason would be a good forward for uh, the Cavs, and he can still develop with his three-point shooting. Um, if his three-point shooting is good, then it's a great steal for them. Um, and he's also a good defender as he averaged, um, did well with blocking shots and getting the ball. So I think that would be a good player because I don't see a real forward or a small forward for them. And I think um, Eason would fit in. So with 14, I have Ochai Akbaji, the shooting guard, going to the Cavs here. I think the Cavs need some more shooting on their team. And he could play shooting guard or small forward. I like his defensive upside, and I think he fits the scheme of them trying to make the playoffs. Now, I'm I'm high on Ochai, and I think this would probably be the best matchup for him. At 15, I have a second trade. I have the Nuggets taking Malachi Branham out of Ohio State. I think that they need some more scores on their team, especially guard scores. Maybe someone to pair right next to Jamal Murray once finally he does come back. I have the Nuggets trading their two first round picks from later on for this pick of the Hornets and a future Hornets pick that is lottery protected. That would make it to where it's fair. It'd probably be like a 2025 pick and maybe the Nuggets throwing a second round pick too. But here the Nuggets take <clears throat> Branham, who I think is a good shot maker and will help the Nuggets have more scoring moving forward. That would be interesting to see. Um, so, with fifth, you're at 15, you had a trade. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, I also have a trade, but it's with the Hornets trading with the Spurs, swapping their last two picks, or swapping the Spurs trade um, both their next picks. Or I have them trading to get Jalen Duran. I think the Hornets got Mark Williams and now they trade down. Um, I'm not sure what players go in, but um, the Hornets, I just think a player didn't fit him right there. So they kind of trade down and get some assets from the Spurs who select Jalen Duran. So we both have Duran or Duran going to the Spurs. It's just you and I disagree on when they select him. Yes. Now 16. Now, 16, I have the Hawks selecting Branham. As you talked about, I think Branham would be a good guard to pair with Trey Young. Um, I think he's a good scorer. So um, defensively, he could help. So that's who I have. And I know the Hawks just get a good player right here. I have Usman Dieng, the small forward, uh, going to the Hawks. I do think they need a small forward moving forward. Because they really do have no depth there at small forward. I like Kevin Herter, but I don't know if he can be the star player they need moving forward. They also have Daniel Gallinari, who's a small forward slash power forward, and they may trade John Collins. I don't really know, but Usman Dieng or Usman Dieng from France, 
I do think has a lot of upside, and I think that he can be a good player moving forward. He is a uh, premier playmaker, shot creator. He can handle the ball very well for a 6'9 player, so I think that he fits the scheme the best. Now, moving on to 17, I have Dalen Terry, the point guard slash small forward, going to the Rockets. I think Dalen Terry would be great fit right next to Jalen Green. The Rockets obviously know that they can't only have one guy in the backcourt, and they'd be really dangerous. Dalen Terry paired with Jalen Green when they're both playing at their best. Okay, I have Usman Diang at 17. So you just keep saying, right before I have my pick, you say the guy I have being picked. Um, because you just said Diang at 16, but I have Diang at 17. I think for all the reasons you said, I just think it would take some time for him to develop. So that's why I think the Rockets select him because they really don't have a timetable. And Diang would be, I think, a great pairing with Paulo um, and then Jalen uh, Green. Yeah, Green. Uh, Jalen Green, the guy select, they selected last year. And then they also have Sangoon, as you mentioned. Now with 18, I have the Bulls selecting EJ Liddell. Liddell, I think, is a great defender, and he'd be a, he'd slot in right at the starting four spot for them. So um, I think he did play well last year, but he decided to go in and work on his shooting. And if he can keep his shooting, I think he'd be a great player for the Bulls. I have the Bulls taking Tari Eason here. He can shoot. He's uh, undersized power forward. He'll probably play small forward, maybe power forward in a small ball lineup. I like his ability to score on all levels, and I think he'd really be a good fit for the Bulls. At 19, I have Jaden Hardy, shooting guard for the Timberwolves. They need more uh, scoring. I probably think that they uh, – He'd be a great bench player for them next year. Obviously, they have Anthony Edwards at shooting guard right now. and point guard, they have D'Lo. But I do think D'Lo may eventually move on. And even if not, a good bench score can really be the difference between winning a championship and not. And I think Jaden Hardy really can do that for them. Yeah, so I have the um, Timberwolves selecting Jalen Williams, the guard um, from Santa Clara. I think he is a great defender, and he has a 72 wingspan. Um, and they can also hit the three, so I think he'd be a great defender to add in that starting lineup. Um, and then he can maybe develop uh, the on-ball skills. So that's who I have at 19. Now we go with 20. This is one of the picks that the Spurs traded to the Hornets, and I have the Hornets selecting Jalen Williams from Arkansas. I think if Jalen Williams from Arkansas gets his three-point shooting up, he will be a steal here because he's a great defender and he's – Great at taking charges, as we've talked about before. Um, so I think the Hornets just get a really nice defender because they could lose Miles Bridges in um, restricted free agency, but you can never have too many defenders. Yeah, so at 20, I have the Spurs taking Jake LaRavia. LaRavia, yeah, out of Wake Forest. He's a good power forward, and I, de- I definitely think that he's a ton of upside moving forward. The... Uh, He's young, he can score, and I think in a Spurs system where he is uh, going to be able to grow with all the rest of the young players, that he will fit the system very good. Now at 21, I have the Hornets, because remember they trade the, with the Nuggets, taking Nikola Jovic, the power forward from overseas. I think that he could really help this team, especially if they lose Miles Bridges or if they decide to trade P.J. Washington or Gordon Hayward, another forward. 
I think that he could fit the system very well. Now, obviously, they still need some defenders, but we'll get to that moving forward. Yeah, so I have the Nuggets um, still having this pick, and I have them selecting Ty Ty Washington, the point guard. They Jamal Murray will fit into the starting role, and then I've heard they might want to move on Monte Morris um, because of the cap issues with him, just how much money they ha- invested in him. But Ty Ty Washington gives them another point guard, maybe to pair with um, Bones Highland. So I just have him going point guard and getting some depth at the point guard position. And now I'll go to 22. This is where the Knicks traded with the Grizzlies. So the, I have the Knicks selecting Christian Braun. I think he's a nice three-point shooter. And um, he will just be a great uh, shooter for them. And he can also defend well. So I just have him getting shooters that they can pair with the point guard that they choose in free agency. At 22, I have Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, the shooting guard, going to the Kings because the Grizzlies traded this to get the Kings pick. Uh, I like Jalen Williams' ability to score. I definitely think he's a lot of upside moving forward. And while the Kings already have Davion Mitchell and <clears throat> De'Aaron Fox, they don't really have a shooting guard there really right now. And I think that Jalen Williams could start next year if they desperately needed it. Now moving on to 23, I have E.J. Liddell, power forward, going to the 76ers. I think they may try to move off of Tobias Harris, maybe not this year, but next year. And they need a power forward right next to uh, Joel Embiid because they don't really have that many bigs. Obviously, they have Tyrese Maxey, they have James Harden, but bigs-wise, besides Joel, they're kind of lacking in that department. So I think right here they go with E.J. Liddell. So I have the Sixers going with Dalen Terry, the small forward from Arizona, um, I think is a good defender, and that would also fit into uh, Tobias Harris if they want to move off of him in the future. He's a good defender with his wingspan, and he can develop like scoring. Um, he has the upside to be a good scorer, so that could fit in um, with Tobias Harris or, and potentially replace him. But now we move on to the 24th pick, where I have the Bucks training the 24th pick with the Magic. Just uh, the Bucks get a few second-round picks. Um, I think they just want to save some cap. And the Magic select Kendall Brown the um, uh, from Baylor because Brown can be a really good player um, as, he expo- as he displayed at Baylor. It's just he's going to take some time. And I think the Magic get a really nice defender and a player that they can allow him to develop with no rush timetable. So you have the Bucks trading with the Magic. Yeah. What was the trade you said? Uh, I have them. I just have the Bucks trading twenty four for like two second round picks. Okay. Well, I have. Cap. Okay. I have the Bucks here taking Ty Ty Washington, taking a point guard, a bench point guard, which they really do not have right now. Uh, I like Ty Ty's ability, even though he did get hurt at the end of last season. He has good playmaking ability. He's not terrible on defense for someone of his size but i definitely think that he his playmaking could move uh into nba standards now at 25 i have gabriel prosciutto from italy the shooting guard going to the spurs i think that he is a player that very spurs-esque a player from overseas not many people have heard of that i think is a lot of upside his ability to score is uh paramount here And I definitely think that he could be a good player moving forward for them. He has great athleticism. He has a great three-point shot. 
And I definitely think that's something that the Spurs need moving forward. So the Hornets, um, I this is the trade I have with the Spurs. This is another pick that they got. They The Hornets select Blake Wesley, who's a nice shot creator, um, who can start off the ball. Um, he does ha- he did have poor shooting p- percentages at Notre Dame, but he could if he develops that he'll be a nice player for the Hornets to add to their bench. And now we I'll go to at twenty six. I have the Rockets selecting Nikola Jovic. I think Jovic can be a great player, and he is six ten, and he has a great. Um, he could he is great at ball handling and he's 6'10, so I think they'll take a chance on that and see if they can develop him and just add another player to um, their roster. At 26, I have Wendell Moore going to the Rockets. I think that they could use a small forward besides Jayshon Tate, who I think should probably be moved to power forward or shooting guard. I think that they have a lot of good wings. And I think Wendell Moore, great defender, great shooter from this past season. And he has a lot of upside to uh, keep getting better at both of those spots. At 27, I have Kennedy Chandler from Tennessee going to the Heat. He's shorter, but he gets a lot of steals. He's young. He can shoot the ball better than most people expect. And he's pretty good at playmaking. The Heat may trade away Kyle Lowry, or as Kyle Lowry ages, he won't be able to do as much. And I do think Kennedy Chandler could fill in that role. So I have the Heat selecting Wendell Moore Jr. I think his defense will immediately help them off the bench, and then he can get a good three-point shooter. So they just add another wing defender in Moore, and he they get some shooting. I know they kind of want to move off Duncan Robinson because of his contract, and but like I said, you can never have too many defenders, especially in like the East, and depending on who they face in the finals if they get there. So that's why I have the Heat selecting Mundo Moore. Now with 28, uh, you said his name earlier. I have the Warriors selecting Jake Laravia. I think he is a young player, and depending on he is a power forward, maybe if Iguodala comes back or um, if Iguodala doesn't come back, Laravia can fit on the bench and Kuminga can step up. But they just get another defender um, who Steve Kerr can just play around with and make him fit and have him in different positions depending on the matchups. At 28, I have the Warriors taking Marjon Bochamp out of the G League. I think he kind of fits the Warriors system moving forward. A guy, like you said, they can sit. Obviously, Kuminga was in a, a similar situation the season previous. They basically get someone to fill in Kuminga's shoes as Kuminga continues to rise as a player. At 29, I have Kendall Brown going to the Kings. Again, the Grizzlies traded away this pick. Kendall Brown's a good small forward, and like I said, if they trade away Harrison Barnes, I think a small forward position is needed for the Kings, and I think Kendall Brown can really fit that well. So you did it again. I have uh, the um, the Knicks selecting Buchamp um, for many of the reasons you said. I think he'd be a great forward, uh, small forward for them, and they did trade away Cam Reddish in my trade, so they had another defender, and he... Um, could develop his three-point shooting. So now we'll go to 30. I have the Nuggets selecting Patrick Baldwin Jr. I think he'd be a great wing defender um, at the powerful forward position. And he slipped, so 
They've done that before with Michael Porter Jr., so we'll see how it turns out, but I have them ending the draft with selecting Patrick Baldwin Jr. I have the Hornets, again, the Nuggets traded this pick in my draft, taking Peyton Watson out of UCLA. Great defender. He's 6'8", small forward, has a 7-foot wingspan, great length, great defending ability, has switchability on defense, and he has upside offense moving forward, and the Hornets can really groom that going forward. Uh, to the future, but they already have a lot of offense. They have to go defense here, in my opinion, and I think Peyton Watson is a premier defender. Uh, I agree with that. We'll see what happens, and that concludes our mock draft. I've got to say the rules before. We have two points available for each pick. Um, one point is the player going to the team, and then um, the team at that pick, or the player going at that pick. So, yeah, so if a player yeah. goes to a certain team, they get a point. Or Kevin or myself get a point. However, if they get picked at a certain spot, you also get a point. So, for example, we'll just go with the pick I just said, Peyton Watson going to the Hornets at 30. If the Nuggets don't trade that pick, but still take Peyton Watson at 30, I still get a point for him going at 30. But if the Hornets were to make a different trade and take Peyton Watson in a different spot, I still get a point for him going to the Hornets. I only get two points, however, if Peyton Watson goes to the Hornets at 30. Yeah. So those are the rules. We'll see what happens. I'm very excited to see a lot of the trades. Like there are a lot of rumors, like do the Hornets trade some of their picks and a couple players to get Miles Turner or anything else. We already got shocked with the, where I was shocked with the Christian Wood trade from the Mavs, but um, where they trade their 26 pick. But I'm curious what happens in the first round and then what happens in the second round. And we'll keep you updated on that. And thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.